You're listening to the AfterBuzz TV Network. Now the largest new media platform on the web and your number one source for after-show entertainment. The AfterBuzz Studios in Los Angeles, California. Presented by Maria Menunos and streaming live thanks to Akamai Technologies. This is AfterBuzz TV's Helix After Show. We'll break down tonight's episode and get you all the latest news and gossip. And now, another post-game wrap-up show for your favorite TV show. It's AfterBuzz TV's Helix After Show. Hey there, Helix fans. You know what time it is. Yeah. Bum bum ba ba bum bum ba bum bum bum. Hey everybody, this is uh, the Helix After Show here on AfterBuzz TV. We're talking about Season 1, Episode 5, The White Room. I am Matt Lieberman, and of course, my fabulous panel joining me all season long, we have the lovely and talented Miss Liz Rishmaui. Hey guys! We have the brilliant Mr. Zach Wilson. Hey guys, thanks for tuning in. And the hilarious and insightful Mr. Stephen Lemieux. Hey guys, good... Good. He's good. He's good. Uh, we're so excited as well. We have a special guest tonight calling in on the phone. Uh, we have the wonderful Cat Lemieux. I don't know if there's any relation to our Stephen Lemieux. Uh, that's a good question. That's, a real, that's one of my questions tonight. Yay, right? Hey, cats. hey, Cat. Hi, everybody. Yay! How are you? I'm doing great. How's everybody doing? Oh, uh, we're great. But of course, we're still mourning. You were so sad to see you oh, go. I'm so upset. I'm still sad too. I'm I'm sad, and maybe I'm still in the mad phase at this point. But um, in this last episode, episode five, I just I think hashtag you know uh, justice for Doreen. I think was served, and uh, yeah, it's 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 been quite an amazing journey. Uh, this whole this whole Helix journey has been just so amazing from beginning to end, from my birth to my death, really. Yeah. Um, it's been so great to be a part of this uh, cast of this show that I'm really a fan of too, really, honest to God. And now I can I can watch the show and, and not be so critical of myself now that I'm passed away. But you, you shouldn't have been because we all we enjoyed your character so much. I think that's why we were so heartbroken to see you go because in many oh, ways you, you were like you were the voice of reason who kept getting corrupted by Sergio the ser- the serpent with the apple. Do you I, know what I mean? I I seriously, it was one of the first things we said, and I think I called it in like when we we covered the uh, the first and second episode. I was like, she's not just comedy relief; she's awesome. I think Matt said that he thought that you were one of the best actors so far in the show, and like then when that happened, I was just crushed and in this episode which we'll get to i just like like i was like they showed your body and i was like no i was <laughs> then, so upset and then your mouth starts trembling trembling and we're like oh my god oh, is she still alive, alive. She's name alive. him name your murderer and then a rat bursts out the rat mouth hashtag rat mouth oh man rat got your tongue oh. no but i mean she kind of okay, did name the on that is that i think what aired was actually the like a mold of my head, like this amazing mold of my head that they made, oh, cool. which was quite a journey. I uh, I twittered a picture of of this journey that I took, where they take like a live cast of your head and you're like pleading for your life. You hope you survive the process, 
in, in any case, they did film me um, a couple of times with a potato on a string being taken out of my mouth. They're like, don't worry, we're going to CGI something. We'll work it out, but let's try this. So just that's picture just potato too fun what happened there. But, uh, yeah, that's, that's quite a way to go, seriously. Those those rats gave me quite a quite a doing. Oh yeah. Wait, I so I have a question for you. So how many takes? Like, I mean, there's so much more to your character than that. Just the final episode when when you were alive. But you know the yeah. the scene where, uh, like, how many takes did it have to take when when um oh I'm so sorry um when when uh, Sergio was basically stabbing you in the neck with the syringe. I yeah. feel like there might have been some outtakes where it was just like really funny because like he's trying to be violent where with he you. Misses. He might miss. <laughs> like like how is how is that experience? Like there must be so many, but in that particular thing, I feel like there's more room for like errors and bloopers that would have been really fun. Do you have any like take on that? You know that particular scene, to be honest, was quite sad, you know, because it was quite heavy, and I think it was heavy for Mark Ganime, who played the scene. I think somebody pointed out last week that he was, like, kind of, like, teary-eyed and stuff, and, like, yeah. I think that scene played out really sad, because it was sad for everybody. We got so close on set, and so close as a cast, and so close as a crew, even, that it was, like, really sad to see we go. I was like, oh, man, yeah. yeah. But, and that scene happened so fast. Um, where he just like stabs me there. I, I think ultimately I wish you know I would have kid just like slapped him in the face, kissed him, slapped him in the face, and like <laughs> wrestled him a little longer. Uh, I think ultimately that that scene goes down so fast, you know. So it really is like such a shocker. It was a shocker to read too, you guys. When I read the script, I was like, oh no, no. I thought things were going so well for Doreen, you know, like she's figuring things out and. Ultimately, I think what went down was that she knew too much. She just knew too much. Yeah, I'm very curious. How early in the process did you know that Doreen was going to die? I, you know, they kept us really well misinformed, like not an uninformed in a sense. You know, we were just. I think all of our characters knew little about each other, and in a sense, like just what was happening in the script is what we could find out about ourselves and. I think all of our heads were on the chopping block, you know. And then contractually, I knew that four four episodes was my contract, in a sense, as a, you know, a guest star. But I was, like, really rooting for Doreen, too, you know, like, wanting her to go on. And and so, yeah, it was a real shock to me, too, when that happened and so quick like that. And, yeah, yeah, I miss her. And I, I reacted to the death, I think, of her as Doreen, you know, like kind of like, no, oh, what? No. Yeah. Are, there, are there any plans? Are there any plans to, to return the series in, in the role of Havit, like as a frozen head in the white room? <laughs> oh, man. Like, where is my body? That's a good question. I don't really know what happened to my body. Maybe I will wind up a head in the Arctic somewhere. Um, we're all in the white room. Oh God, that's so heavy. I oh. know. Oh God. <laughs> yeah. Um, I, uh, I love, and I think it's so amazing, uh, how quickly you and everyone at Helix bonded. I, I mean, you, you were only around for the first four episodes and it sounds like you were all very tight knit, even from the start. How, yeah. how long ago did you shoot your last scene? When was the last time you were out there? That's an awesome question. Because, uh, my last scene was in September. Okay. And mind you, you know, in Montreal, we shot so much of the Arctic scenes in fridges, like in refrigerated uh, sound studio area, because 
we're really shooting in the summertime. And so, um, yeah, I, I did all my shooting. I was done in September. So to see this result now on television airing with, like, everybody has been an awesome experience, too, with all the fans and seeing the whole show put together. It was just, it's just been so amazing. Yeah. And uh, all of you guys, you know, support each other a lot. I, I noticed on Twitter we, we got to interact with a oh few of you this week, and yeah. it's great how much you guys talk to each other. Yeah, I love you it. you guys are, out of all the shows I think I've ever followed on Twitter in my life, I think you guys, I mean, you can tell, I'm not surprised to hear you're so close-knit, because even with your fans, like, you are so great to your fan base, you guys are so attentive, yeah. and I you mean... You and Neil and Miguin were were all over the place this week. up a storm. Yeah. <laughs> That is just a true love and a true bonding through the circumstance, you know, the high stakes of the show and the high stakes to us as actors and and just p- trying to play out this, um, like, play this these characters that, yeah, are kind of, so much is going on for each and every character. The stakes are so high for everybody. And, yeah, again, it's just a testament to, uh, you know, I'm a Montrealer, I've, you know, born and raised in this town, and and the working here is my life, really. And um, it's been so great to work with everybody here. Um, a lot of people had to relocate to uh, come to Montreal and work. And a lot of like the guest starring roles, I got to work with a lot of people that I knew through the theater community because I did a lot of theater before oh, doing Helix. Helix is my first. TV series and experience, and uh, yeah, it's quite an amazing one at that. It's qu- so lucky. I consider myself so freaking, so freaking lucky <laughs> to be a part of this cast. And to see that line, too, what a what a blessing. Yeah, it's oh, absolutely. So instant great. endearment. Yeah. <laughs> so I have to What's ask. That? He said instant endearment to, uh, to the uh, fans. Yeah, yeah, of course. To, 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 uh, to working under the... the umbrella of a, a Ron Moore production, too, yeah. and just everybody's credibility on the show, all the different parts of, of departments of production that it takes to put a show like this together, you guys, too. It's like massive amounts of people on set putting things together to make it scientific and realistic yeah. and out of this world yeah. and the CGI stuff, the makeup's unbelievable. Yeah. Yeah. Steven, I, I, I hate to step step on your question and maybe we have the same question, but something I've been wondering since this show was announced uh, yeah. is uh, how, mu- how much uh, did Ron Moore have to do with the actual production of the series? Was he on the set? Was he, you know, I know he's working on this show. Yeah. He's also got Outlander on Stars, and fans want to know for sure, like, how much of this show has his influence on it? Well, I haven't had the privilege yet or the honor to meet Mr. Ron Moore, mm-hmm. and I'm sure... Uh, uh, I, I, if I ever do, I will be probably speechless and just hug him a whole lot. Um, <laughs> he, you know, again, it, I, I don't know so much of that process. That would be maybe be a good question for Cameron, the uh, yeah. creator, uh, as well as Felix, um, because yeah, he's just kind of been like the, the the Wizard of Oz, you know, the guy behind the curtain in a sense, and just giving his name over to this production has. I guess, I guess you know, we uh, we talked about this uh, as a cast too. Just risen the bar, you know, of of so much of uh, yeah, of 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 our performance, I guess too, and and what we've mm-hmm. been so amazed to be a part of. Uh, yeah, Ron. Uh, yeah, he's the elusive Ron to, to me. But uh, yeah. He, yeah, again, 
his work is just so outstanding. So and and I think that the, the fan uh, base attached yeah. to 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 him and that comes along with every producer on the show as well. Uh, Stephen Maeda. I mean, I was X X Files fan for a long time, so my Fox Mulder line too is like so, so fun to be able to say and <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah. Cool, uh, Stephen. Yeah, you had a, you had a question. Yeah, I wanted to know. Um, well, I have two questions. One, sure. one actually has to do with the show, though. I'll ask that one first. Um, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> how tightly under wraps did they keep the scripts? Because uh, I'm sure that we're going to see a lot of big twists coming later in the series and stuff. And I don't know if you even know yeah. about those because you've only been through episode four. So, yeah. like, do you know what's going to happen, or are the scripts literally the only need to know basis? Really, the scripts are really on a need-to-know basis. It's exactly right. It's like we would just really be informed according to the script that we would get somewhere between, you know, halfway into uh, uh, a filming uh, an episode, we would get the next episode halfway through filming that. So, yes, they were very good at keeping the mystery of a, of a lot of things on the show. And so... We, yeah, I, I am, I happily, happily, I do not know what is happening with the rest of the series as of episode six, as of now. Um, I'm going to be watching along with everybody else, uh, riveted with everybody Yay. else, because I really don't know where the show is going. And obviously, every episode is such a mind-blowing, like, twists and turns and questions being asked and answered. Uh, wow. Yeah, this last episode five was awesome. It's yeah. Great. No, this episode was an absolute oh. blast. This one, oh, Man. oh, and we're not even going to go into yet about the first scene with the monkeys because monkeys. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, just, uh, I, I just gotta say though, I feel like that's great for you though, because I feel like if I was an actor on a show and I was to, you know, die off, like I personally, you know, I'd want to experience what everybody else is experiencing. Like that must be kind of in a way, like that's really cool for you too, that you get to like experience it with the fans. Like, what's gonna happen? You're like, I don't know, and then you just, you know, watch it with us. I mean, that's, oh, that's man. I mean, it, yeah, would you, I you have a lot it of any these guys way? on the panel are actors as well, right? I think, I think that's why right, you're an actor. I think Matt. Matt, you are do a lot of sketch comedy, I think. Yes. Yeah, yeah. I think you had a show this this Sunday, right? Uh, yeah, I had a, a show last night. I, it went very well. Thank you. She was there. <laughs> I'm glad to hear. It. Yeah. How much actor, do you know about me? Again, having to hear people react to your performance and say, um, you know, high fives all around. We believe you, and you're a believable character. Yeah. And we just dig what you're doing is so rewarding and it's on such a big scale it's 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 been crazy because again my background being in theater and just maybe more hands-on live performance Mm. i've learned so much about performing for the camera you guys like that's a whole other beast all of the craft onto itself (laughs) essentially and Oh, God. And when I think of Helix and the, the high quality of the cast that was put together on that, you know, I think it's a testament to the success of the show as well as that it's just amazing performances, such a high quality of cast, you know, like Hiroyuki Sonata. Like, come on. Oh, yeah. Wow. Yeah, and I feel like I feel like um, as much as, as we we tend to joke about, you know, each character and stuff, I feel like 
now, especially with this new episode, I feel like we're we're watching the how the writing takes place. Like like you can see the characters evolving into like. Yeah. To, I mean, it, it's like it's it's ridiculous. Like how how you feel, and then that in itself, just the characters bringing that, the actors bringing that, and then just good writing in general. Because you know there are certain characters yeah. that I thought I wouldn't like, and now I'm kind of like ah, you know, there's more to you, you know. Yeah, exactly. That's being allowed to kind of yeah. I think this last episode five, we're able to see a, into a lot of people's characters. Daniel, um, especially or, yeah. Or oh, yeah. That Dan, as people like to call her, which, <laughs> which I object. I object to that. Dan, yeah. That Dan I well, like I every week, I'm like, I'm like, we we did it the first week because he was a bad guy, and then every week, I'm like, he just keeps getting smaller. And I feel like I can't, <laughs> I can't maintain right, it. You said, you said, Matt, because you said you called him that because you you thought he was a bad character. Yeah, exactly. You know? like, so far, he was just like a meanie, you know. Yeah. And now that he's a better dude, now that he's as a better dude, five, he's I would like, like to he officially really justice for Doreen. Yeah. I, I would like to officially say that as a show, we are we are lowering the Dan threat level from Fat Dan to emotionally and morally conflicted Dan. I like that. What about Big Bone Dan? Big Bone Dan. <laughs> Big Bone Dan. I, I'm down with Big Bone Dan. I mean, he's a, he's a burly man. He's not fat. He's just a burly man. He's a burly yeah. man. Yeah. I'm so his name is Miguel Fairbrother. Though. I know. Like, man, is there any fairer brother of a dude? I don't think so. <laughs> I can't. Like he, when I first heard of the, you know his name, I was like, he sounds like somebody who would be like one of like the Merry Men of Robin or something. Like it's great. Yes. yes. <laughs> It's great. Yes, he's actually that guy wood. too. Yes, Robin will leap from the treetops. Big John, Miguel, <laughs> you pincer attack around the sides. And every time somebody's about attacking, they're like, "Fair brother." It's just, it's, I, I can't. For, for the record, I love my nickname or, or Doreen's former nickname, which was Pam. I love it. I love that. You have Stephen to thank for that. Turned me on to Archer before, and so uh, um, yeah, I, I just thought that was so hilarious when when that be- became my pseudonym or whatever. Yeah. You can uh, you can thank Stephen for that. That was that was his. That one absolutely cream. came I out of didn't mean it. Mr. I, I just love Archer. And I gotta ask about the Lemieux. Do people ask you if you're related to Mario as well? Because I get that question way uh, too much. Every day. I have a funny story about that, about being with my dad in like Fort Lauderdale and being at some crab shack place. And like the place was packed and, and some, some the maitre d' person asked if like we were related to Mario Lemieux. And like my dad was like, "Yep, yep, we sure are. He's a cousin." And they were like, "Oh, great! Well, here's a table." And so we got like through a line like really quickly. Oh, but wow. yeah, not officially. <laughs> I'm outing my family is not officially related to the Mario Lemire lineage. Not even in Canada, that name carries weight. Yeah, I'm just yeah. I'm, I'm just gonna throw throw this out there and possibly throw myself under the bus. Who is that? Oh my God. <laughs> You're, oh you're, God. Muted, oh God. you're muted, man. You're muted, man. Oh my God! Hashtag hockey. Hashtag Lemuse unite. All right, that's that's how we roll with this with no. this punch. The revolution will be televised. Right, stop yelling! You put it back on. Okay, you put it back oh on. Oh God, my ears. Okay, sorry. <laughs> Watch sports sometime, Matt. Why? Watch? Sometimes. Why? I, I I can watch Helix instead. Matt just likes curling. That's true. Yeah. <laughs> I just like I watch I watch Helix. 
I watch Doctor Who, and then I just watch monkey documentaries. <laughs> oh my goodness, monkeys! Monkeys! I was that I didn't actually get to work with real live monkeys. I must say, when when I yeah, when I first saw the script, I was like, "What? A monkey attacks me? Oh my god!" And then <laughs> I got to set, and it was like this beautifully made monkey, this brilliantly made monkey. That, by the way, you guys, just another scoop on the monkey in the first episode. Was, was played by three gentlemen huh, were what? kind of like wielding that monkey and sh- like, uh, like shaking it in my face. And then at one point, I, I was smacking that monkey in my face. But <laughs> 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 they, they lubed the monkey. They lubed the monkey so I could shove it into my face. So wait, to be clear, three gentlemen threw yes. a monkey into your face. They slapped yep. the monkey into your face. Three gentlemen. Arms. That monkey was heavy. Oh, jeez. He probably the weight of a real kind monkey. of monkey. Yeah. A I'm real surprised. monkey. I actually thought there would be at least a few scenes that had a real monkey in it. I Man. mean, real monkeys don't look like that, though. Well, not with the freaking the, the ziz coming out of its mouth or right. whatever. I just. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it was a, a rhesus macaque monkey. Rhesus uh, macaque monkey. Yeah. Sounds peanut butter yeah. filled and chocolatey. All right, we got to get... <laughs> so, so, Kat, I'm curious. Since you haven't seen the future scripts, what do you think happened to your monkey? Uh, Yeah, who did that? Who cleared out... The, well, the, I thought Miguin, Miguin, uh, or Dan covered for that this week. He was like, it was a standard sanitization protocol. But where did they take it? Did uh, they just burn right. it? They they probably burned it. We may still be able to find it later down the road. I, I know we we have to we have to move on, and and I apologize. I do want to ask one last question to you, Cat. Yeah, um, of course. It, in your perfect world, what is what what do you see coming in season two? We love to speculate. What do you think is happening in the rest of the season? What do you think is going to happen? Oh my gosh, that's just so such a huge question because there's like it's hard it's like a 13 episode season so there's like six more episodes happening there's i you know i think as of episode now <laughs> the the ziz has really hit the fan <laughs> and i think we're so proud of you so many things are gonna happen that I, 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 yeah that's such a broad question oh my gosh i i don't even know okay what do, can i just ask you what you think hataki is is he human or is he something else Oh, gosh, that's really a good question. Uh, Hatake, he is definitely, he, he, he can't be of this world. Okay. okay. Mm. All right. He can't be of this world. I told you he's I a think. super saiyan. He's not a super saiyan. Damn it, he's a super saiyan. Okay. Pure speculation, pure speculation. Of course, of course, of course. There's too much, there's too much information. And then, you know, again, it, it just comes down to what is this virus? Yeah. What is yeah. this? It's true. I mean, what he knows is, Japanese customs. He stabbed himself in the stomach. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he tried to commit seppuku and uh, really poorly messed though. up. Yeah. <laughs> All right, Kat, I want to thank you so much for coming on the show. We do have to move on and talk about the episode, but it's been a blast talking to you. Thank um, you so much. And, uh, you know, everyone follow Kat on Twitter. What, what is your Twitter handle, Kat? It is lovecatlemieux, um, at lovecatlemieux. Okay. Um, thank you so much for joining us. And for calling you. Thank you guys so much. It's such a pleasure to be <laughs> on the show that I promise to keep watching with you guys. And maybe we'll still use this phone number and call in if ever anything happens that I need to yell. Of course. At, because I do yell at my television. 
when I watch the show. And um, it's been such a pleasure to be invited on the show. You guys are awesome. You rock. And, um, yeah, Stephen, I, I hope we figure out what's our family lineage someday. Yeah, perhaps. Be continued. Oh, man. We'll, right. we'll ziz you later. Okay, we'll see you later, you guys. Take care. Bye. Bye. Thank you. All right. um, So big thank you to Kat Lemieux for joining us. Um, Before we continue with our formal breakdown of the episode, quick shout-out about iTunes. Uh, Folks, thank you so much for downloading this podcast, streaming it on YouTube. I know after us we've been uh, having a little issue with the iTunes recently, but I think that's back up and running. We should be, we should, yeah, we're all good with the iTunes now. Uh, the site's back up and running, so that's fantastic. Uh, we're gonna have more great guests. We had a lot of great developments happen this week, uh, so there's a very, very exciting back half of the season to come. Uh, what can you do to help us out? You know, you get this show, you get all these shows after Buzz TV putting out 60 hours of content a week, every week. It's all free. What can you do to help us out? Here's what you do. You go to iTunes, you slap the show with a rating. We love five stars. I think that was a five star conversation with a five star lady. Four's good. Fives are amazing. Yeah. Uh, slap us with a rating, give us a review. It means the world because in 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 a world where we're doing this show, throwing it out into the ether, you know, just for the love of it. Right, throwing the, it into the white room. Yeah, throwing it out into the white room and seeing if it if it <laughs> freezes to death or if it turns into a head in a jar. We need your support. We want this to it's be the my number head one. In a jar. Oh, my head in the jars is. <laughs> oh yeah, are we doing a song at the end of the show? Oh, we, we might are. do a song at the end of the show, but Sweet. I'll give a shout out real quick to yeah. our I the one from last week. I don't even want to say the name, but fill my crack. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> this is a great show. The hosts are great. The insight is amazing. I appreciate your iTunes review. Thank I you. I missed that entire review <laughs> over Matt's laughter and my giggling. I can't. Oh, fill my crack. You rock. Go you. Never change. And also monkeys. All right. We got a hell of an episode to cover, guys. Oh, my Seriously. God. So 20, 25 minutes. Let's oh, do man. it. Oh, man. Okay. So... Alan finally becomes the kick-ass hero we all knew that he was meant yes. to be. Did you really think it would take me this long? Leadership. Yeah, yeah he took off his... I just don't like morphine. What the hell is going on over here? <laughs> he's he's Batman without the mask. Oh, my yeah. God. People actually answered his questions this episode. Right? It's crazy. <laughs> and he actually asked the right ones. I know. It was he amazing. Charge, yeah, and it, it felt so good to finally be able to invest in our protagonist. <laughs> Seriously, um, and uh, yeah, he and uh, he and Dan pair up and they do a little sleuthing. Love it, little sleuthing. Well, Dan calls him out. He's like, "Why do you trust him? We've known you yes. just as long." Is it just because he's in a uniform? Yeah. yeah. Smack. Yeah. Yeah. I love that. I love that. And it's just great, too, because, like, I really, again, when I was talking to Kat before about, like, the development of the characters, like, I mean, this has got, like, an entire 180. Like, I mean, I, like we said last last week, we were saying we were almost bored with Alan mm-hmm. because he wasn't really stepping up. But, you know, Matt, you called it because you were like, nah, he's going to step up. He's going to do this. Um, I think that, and the same thing with Dan. I feel like he's he's um, pr- improving as a character. He's a lot deeper than we you know initially yeah. thought. And you know, I think you think Sergio is going to be a good guy. Still, well, okay, no, no, no. yeah, yeah. What's I, up with that, Zach? I think that da- I think that Dan is going to you know be a good guy. I, I think. think so too. I mean, if when your father, your adoptive father, is Hiroki Hitaki, okay. You're obviously going to have some baggage, but that doesn't make you a bad person. Yeah. I still don't think Sergio's that bad of a guy. Really? See, I mean, he kind of killed Doreen. I mean, that's... that's kind of. Neg- that gives him some some points down. Yeah. I mean, but at and the same time... And he blew up the satellite. 
I mean, I know for and a fact... And he was going to abandon everyone at the facility with this virus still wreaking havoc. But we and don't know his a general motive. I mean, that's good. I mean, 130 people and then, like, the world that could get infected. Yeah, you never know. And he could be... He could just be that greater good guy. And especially with all he's doing, like... Well, why do they? Why does the government want want Havit? And we have to figure out who Havit is. I'm sure that'll come next episode. But I know for a fact Sergio's not dead. Well, yeah. here's I mean, here's what here's what I'm interested in. Right after this episode and after his communique with whoever he, uh, he was trying to get an evac, I don't think he works for the government anymore. Yeah, neither do I. I feel like that yeah. was all a story. I don't think he works for the army at all. Well, he could be working for the army and also for somebody else. I think that that's a fair... Like, the CDC would be able to know if he wasn't in the army. Would they? Well, I guess there could have been So, Zach, you've been reading... They've been releasing a lot of extra content on the official website for Helix, and there was a corporation mentioned? Yeah, it's... If you go on to Helix Access Granted, which is on the sci-fi website... Yeah. um, There's a corporation called the Ilaria Corporation. Okay. And there's, like, Ilaria Marketing and Ilaria... But there's... It's this shadowy... Is that spelled like Ilaria Sand from Game of Thrones? I don't know. Okay, I don't know how fine. to spell anything no, it's, on that's, that show. That's, don't worry about that. <laughs> um, but I. But there's a lot of interesting stuff on. No, no, we don't have time. We're short on time. <laughs> um, there's a lot of interesting stuff on there, and there's like stuff about Doctor Vit. Like three weeks ago, they were talking. They were throwing oh, that name yeah. around. Um, but I still maintain Sergio. While he has had to do some bad stuff, he's not going to be bad in the ultimate. When it pans out, because I, the way I see him is, if you've got any Lost fans, I see him like Ben Linus. Yes, he's done some bad things. He's been forced to do some bad things because that's the way he sees the world. He has to do it. He right. doesn't have a choice. But eventually, when we find out what his reasons what, are, what drives it will him. slightly alleviate The it. reason I think he's still a good guy in, in the end and that his, his character arc is going to be more towards lawful good or lawful neutral is that... If he was just all about the job, he wouldn't have cried before he killed Doreen. Yeah, it's I true. Mean, that's, I mean, they wouldn't mm-hmm. have added that in. Like, they wouldn't have focused so heavily on that if he was just going to be some merciless killer guy. And that's how we know that his arc's going to go further than just getting left in the snow shirtless, giving some fan service to the girls and... And yeah. to the and to the men who like men who are yeah, shirtless, Steven. <laughs> wow, way to be... Sorry, an, Way to be totally... regressive. Here's one thing about Sergio, though. He got stabbed like in the in the chest, the stomach area, or whatever. Right. Yeah. Then he just like lied down. He's like, whatever. This is a military man who's like a big fighter and all Not that. Not a just... military man. I don't think he's a military. Whatever. But he can fight. Right. And he just kind of gave up. He got stabbed once and then he didn't get back. Well, didn't he stab himself? No. No, what? that was Hitaki. Oh, Hitaki. Yeah. Oh, 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 Dan, Dan came at him with a claw that's right, hammer. That's right. That's right. Okay. He yeah. Climbed very him. fast scene. Exactly. He climbed him like the wall in Game I, of I tweeted. <laughs> I tweeted to to Dan. And what are we calling Dan now? Uh, we're calling him emotionally and morally conflicted. Dan. So I tweeted to a more emotionally His and morally conflicted Dan. <laughs> and I said, "Man, you really missed out on that chance. You could have been like chill out or put some ice on that or something like that. Like you could have had like that badass winterize line. your pipes. Oh god. Yes. Or any of the other amazing catchphrases from Batman and Robin. Yes. 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 Um, let's kick some ice. Okay. So, Sergio's out in the deep freeze. Mm-hmm. Uh, his employer, whoever they are, Otter uh, Pops. Otter Pops. The Otter Pop Corporation <laughs> desperately wants the head of Dr. Havit for reasons unknown. Do these heads still maintain cognitive function? Are we assuming that? I'm assuming that they have, like, 
brain tissue or yeah. something that because if we assume that Hataki is a new kind of species, maybe the maybe Havit is somebody who also changed but died. Perhaps. Well, and then they wanted to keep it I don't know. Well at the beginning of the episode we got that shot of the monkeys. Monkeys! Oh my and god. Uh, we can oh, yeah. be joyful about the monkeys yes. all we want. Yeah. But those monkeys, We're when alive. they got burned, they're alive. Yeah, they steal alive. my thunder, oh, yeah. there, Liz. Sorry. <laughs> yes, they Sorry. are. They are alive, or they so, were alive. No, they they were. Well, I know. Well, no, oh, I know. well, well now the, they're burning. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Monkey barbecue. Yeah, monkey barbecue. So they're if they they were frozen, yeah. cryogenically to a certain degree, yeah, these heads could the if we extend the same logic, mm-hmm. yeah, like Walt could come Disney back to rumor. life if we light them on fire, yeah. And also, okay, I'm just going to make a point to say, Sergio was smiling when he lit those monkeys on fire. Oh, and yeah. I don't care how good he winds up being, no nice person lights a whole field of monkeys aflame with a smile on his face. I don't believe that sentence has ever been said in the human language. Good, I'm an American original and a true innovator. Moving on. Oh my, it's like, it's like, oh, retrieve Dr. Fit. Oh, well, here's the recipe. Preheat oven to 350, put in oven for 25 minutes. Yeah. <laughs> really? It only takes 25 minutes to defrost a head? Yeah, I about guess, that. I guess at 350. Yeah. Don't yeah. ask how I know that. Get a tribection oven going, you know? Yeah. <laughs> oh, 30 rock. Okay. Um, so, we, yeah, we leave him there. Uh, he's been, you know, outed as the murderer of Doreen. Mm-hmm. We had a little investigative action. Why on earth Sergio is the only person with a hidden compartment in one of his... Uh, built-in yeah. cabinets, <laughs> I don't quite know. Well, I think he, I mean, I imagine he left that there on purpose. Right, to, because the whole thing was a distraction. Because yeah. I don't think for a second that he doesn't password protect his tablet. <laughs> well, he yeah. said you got my message. He, he did that on purpose, so they yeah. lead them to the heads. Right. Of course, so he, like mm-hmm. he did it on purpose. Right. Um, you think he'd be caught in Hataki's office, like I know, by hacking? I mean, With he planned to be found there. Yeah, mm-hmm. he planned to make him suspicious. He's very sneaky, that one. And the and the worst thing is, if you think about it, is is he planned this out too? Perhaps you never know. Yeah, yeah. that's that's the thing that's conflicting me is because, like, again, I, I I love to hate the character, but I think it's a great character because, like, as much as I'm like super pissed that he killed Doreen, mm-hmm. I will acknowledge the fact that there were tears there, and I, it's still I'm still conflicted by it. Don't know what it means, but I also want to point out that. He's intelligent. He is smart. So I will give respect to a character that is very smart and knows what he's doing. Mm-hmm. If he was a dumb villain, I would just not have the patience for it. Yeah. Well, I love that all of the supposedly quote-unquote evil characters on this show are showing lots of complexity. Oh, yeah. Even mm-hmm. Hatake this week, as we learn a little bit more about his past, we see some scars, we hear about some emotional scars. Mm-hmm. And can we all say now with one voice that Julia is a clone of his daughter? I said that, yeah. I, I said clone of daughter because that's what I think I think what it... Although she doesn't look like she could be. Yeah, I don't know about She's that. She's half Asian. Something, is she? Is she? She looks half Asian. I don't know. We'll, we'll pro- I, think, I think we can safely tease that I think we're going to have her yeah. in studio soon. Yeah. yeah. Just saying. And I'm also going to just go on a limb and say that I think as much as we were trying to see who the bad guys were in the show, I'm going to say that I think Hitake... I think it, he's like that twisted form of evil. Like he doesn't think he's he doesn't think he's a bad guy. He thinks he's doing everything for the right reasons. Mm-hmm. Maybe the death of his daughter that he was speaking about just like super screwed him up and twisted him. So now like his view on reality is just out of whack, and he thinks he's doing the right thing. Yeah. Um, or he became after he was able to bring his daughter back to life. 
by some fashion. Maybe putting her in the white room and then lighting her on fire, and she came back to life. <laughs> and she came back As to a life. Um, before I like talk about theories or anything like that, I kind of want to bring up what I said on YouTube and tweeted you guys because yeah. I didn't say it on the show. I really, really liked yes. it. Yeah, was that I kind of had an epiphany after our after oh, show, yes. and it was that. Jay, I said it right after after show. Jay is a hallucination yep. because I believe that Julia was raised there, and Jay was actually the person taking care of her. So it's kind of a blocked off memory that's seeping through because of the hallucinations from the Ziz. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I also think that that floor was for fusion energy to basically forcefully evolve the human genome. And this virus isn't a virus at all; it's just an evolved human genome. So nobody's really an alien. Nobody's really this, and it's not a virus. It's just a very evolved aggressive human corrupted, DNA basically yeah DNA. yeah corrupted fusion like d- fusion energy i mean everything there is about the human genome it's all about dna so and viruses and things like that so why would they have a fusion energy thing probably to use the energy to do so i mean that's so um what is that it's a red herring it's something that that sticks out to you yeah I, and, and it's just like uh watch no, the Watchmen, the Hulk, or kind of thing like using oh gamma radi- radiation. Yeah, yeah, using radiation to change things. I agree. I think the virus is a bit of a red herring. That that's not the ultimate goal here. Mm-hmm. I think that they they I think they spelled it out last week. They talked about it being a delivery system. They also talked about um, that the fusion generators was the first thing that that base was for. Yep. Um, and I so I think you're on the right track there. I think that that was their they were test they were trying to create Hulk. Like I'm still sticking with the super soldier. Okay. serum sort of thing here, mm. that that was their first attempt was radiation. That has to be the key. It didn't work. Now we've got this virus. Now this is a way to get what we want. The gene that we've created digitally with all the future technology right. that we have now, yeah. Now we, the only way we can figure out to get it in is by making this virus. Yeah. And the virus is on a nanoscale level, which could affect DNA, and that's the only thing that could put DNA into DNA. Right. Absolutely. So, so. But, but the question is, you know, one of the opening moments of the series he looks down at Peter and he says he calls him progress. Mm-hmm. So is the virus right now doing what he wants it to be doing or is there something wrong with the process? This is just closer to the result than he's ever gotten. Yeah. I that, mean Peter's Peter's still alive. Yeah. I think that's kind of like that shows progress cuz everyone else is kind of going batshit crazy and Peter went batshit crazy and then came back from it. Yeah. So that's a little bit different. Yeah. I would I would like to say regarding Jay that I was the first to say that she was definitely fake mm-hmm. last week and I'm very very proud of that cuz that's like two wins week to week. Um let me uh, let me give you a slow clap here. Thank man. you. Thank you. Yeah. Let me drink that in. It's like that terrible Super Bowl commercial that wasn't very funny. I don't know. I, I didn't oh, get to watch the Super Bowl. Stop throwing yourself under the bus or the truck. Look, because... I, am, I am a martyr. I am so, a self-appointed martyr. You are a nerd. Let's, are we talking about, we're talking about Julia and uh, Hitaki yeah, right yeah. now. Yeah. So they, have, they see the rats. They go through the motions where Hitaki's like, wait a second. What the hell is she talking about? There's like another person here. And then oh, yeah. I caught that right goes away. Goes through the motions of like what really happened, how the wound was really sealed up and stuff like that. Hitaki has burns. Mm-hmm. Um, he says this from saving his daughter. And then Jay says that you, he'll tell us more lies about his daughter. Yeah. So what that means is I think Jay is like somebody from the past who's coming back through memories. Mm-hmm. And Jay knows more about Hitaki than Julia does in trying to tell her, like, look, he doesn't. He never really had a daughter. He's lying to you. Like, don't trust this guy. Or I think it could be that, like, you, I think you were, uh, Stephen, you were the one who said that maybe she was, like, a caretaker, one of the doctors that worked with uh, Julia on the base, um, who probably was close enough to her to call her Jules, 
You know, where there's that whole scene. Well, yeah, but that's, I, that's what I mean. But she probably told Julia certain things. I know, but what I'm thinking is, like, maybe he was trying to save his daughter from, from burns, but it wasn't from a house burning down in Kyoto. It was from, you know, what was it? From that chemical they, burns. From chemical in burns or basically studio. the fusion. Yeah. The fusion. Mm-hmm. They said that there was an explosion, the marks on the steel walls. That could have been from that accident so many years ago. That could have killed the real Jay. And the radiation could be the reason why Hatake is so weird glow and he has eyes. the glow eyes. Yeah. Is because he's got some kind of radiation deal, right? Um, I I I don't know, Stephen. I feel like I'm kind of I'm kind of more in Liz's camp, where it's just it's not. It, she's imagining a person, but this is her subconscious speaking to her. Yeah, and it's her subconscious saying, you know, he's probably lying about this. Whether it's drawing on something deeply seated, or she just doesn't trust him in the moment. Yeah, that makes sense, too. And I have to point out, too, that, you know, we've always been talking about how, like, kind of creepy Hitake is with how he was, like, looking at pictures of her. But when I look back on the episodes now, you look at it, and it's not like it's any pictures of her, like, you know, like, she's clothed in all the pictures. Yeah. You know, I I saw the fondness. I saw... There was a tenderness. I was a tenderness. I saw a human man, you know, like, missing his... Me and my dad, you know what I mean? Like, it was this tenderness, so... If anything, even if he she isn't a clone or biologically related, I think he still feels for her like a daughter. So we'll find out more about that when it comes. But you know, what if what if let's I mean let's go like uh, I don't know if this is really correct, but Beauty and the Beast route where the guy just didn't want to see her the way he was and sent her off. Hmm. Like, cause he if he was like horribly disfigured from the accident. And he's like, I don't want my daughter to see me this way, blah, blah, blah. Sends her off. She lives with another family, blah, blah, And then while she's gone, he plays with the human genome until he finds a way to rebuild his face and his strength. We're going totally like Star Wars here, (laughs) but I mean, why not? But uh, let's go into like Sarah and that storyline because we only have like seven minutes left. Okay. Sarah's on drugs. Sarah's on drugs. And she got her Mac on with Alan. Because she just ran out of options and she was crazy high. Yeah, and I love that Alan knew immediately. He's like, whoa, she's making out with me. She got to be on drugs. <laughs> wow. You have to be on drugs to kiss your superior in a high-stakes situation. Careful, Sarah. You might catch my raspy voice. <sighs> you might catch my cold. <clears throat> he, he's like, Sarah, I got to Sorry, Sarah, I have to talk to you. <laughs> yeah. um, I just, it bothers me when a character isn't playing to the top of their intelligence. And she went, did, went so far and revealed everything except for the fact that she has a tumor. Yeah. She, like, she finally admitted like, to everything. I have migraines. But the tumor and Dr. Van Eigham, who, I'm going to throw this out there, the monkeys uh, died, but fire revived them because they were frozen. I'm going to say Dr. Van Eigham. She's dead, but she's not dead. Yeah, I, I was like, when's she going to come back to life? Yeah. yeah, I think everyone was just waiting for her to open her eyes again and be yeah. like, oh, oh hey. Yeah. Oh yeah, I was expecting her to just like sit. I was expecting Alan to actually go into the room and her to just like, like, like get up with the blanket still on her head and just like they're like you know something out of like a freaking like zombie movie or something. Well, I feel like next week we're going to be getting the zombie oh, movie my God. scenes. Mm-hmm. I've realized now it reminds me of a cross. All all the vectors remind me of a cross of like. You know, zombies and like that chick from the grudge. It's mm. creepy in its own like I love it. It's just like this great new like concept of like a creepy well, bad. We'll get to b- the preview later. They just remind oh, me God. of twenty eight days later where everyone's just crazy oh, yeah. and not really yeah. zombies. Okay. Um any any other big points? I know we're running out of time. Uh we wanna sing a little bit. We got predictions. Should we just go to predictions? Um 
I would, but I know there's like one thing we're forgetting. I'm trying to remember what it is. Um, we got Sergio, we got Dan. Oh, we got... I have a question actually about Sarah yeah. and the tumor. Um, they they make a point in this episode about talking about talking the about, about the physical. Right. That, that Doreen had to go through. She clearly had a good heart. Right, yep. and they wouldn't have brought it up if... Uh, like, if how did she, she get not done if she wasn't... Right. Yeah, but how did Sarah pass a physical with a tumor? Mm-hmm. Like, a deadly, deadly tumor. Yeah. She was like, excuse me, is this where we get our physicals? That's all she needed to do. We're like, doing physicals. Tumor. Oh. Oh. <laughs> Okay. Yeah, no, it's uh. definitely a point worth bringing up. Um, either either she somehow sabotaged the test because she's so laser-focused and refused to not, and was like, I'm going to be on the CDC, I'm going to be on yeah. the front lines, blah, blah, blah. I'm going to be <laughs> the very best. That no one ever is. Anyway, I was just going to say, God, our nerd is showing. Um, I was just going to say that I think, you know, um, maybe we shouldn't do predictions yet, but I was just going to say that I think that, you know, maybe she just wanted to use... You can keep talking. So far away. Yeah. Uh, I think that maybe she she figures if she only has this little amount of time left, why not do whatever she can to actually help people? So in a way, it's like, yeah, at first last episode, I thought she was being super selfish. Right. But maybe it's like, I only have a little bit of time here left. I'm going to join the CDC. I'm going to help people. She did whatever she could because this was a serious situation. You know, try to, you know, save the world. And I think I'm predicting that she might sacrifice herself sometime in the future because she knows she doesn't have much time left anyway. It's either one or two things. She'll get healed by um, what was that thing called? The um, Sodra. Sodra. She'll get mm-hmm. healed by Sodra somehow. Yeah. Or she's going to be like a mar- martyr herself and yeah. she's going to like sacrifice herself to save people in the complex. But she's going to be like, Alan, I need you to take me this before I sacrifice myself for you. <laughs> uh, well, I'm just going to throw this out there. Uh, fact is, uh, the woman uh, who portrays Sarah is not is not a full cast member. If I'm, re- if I was she's reading, not a series regular. She's yes. not a series no. regular. She's a guest star. Yes. Versus Julia, who is a series regular. Regular Sergio's a series regular. Dan is not a series regular. <gasps> so the only series regulars on the show right now are Alan, Julia, Hataki, and Sergio. Huh. Okay. So everyone else, I would consider expendable. Oftentimes that can be just a contract thing with like yeah. who yeah. they had to give it to. That would be such a dead giveaway. Like you know who's going to die ahead of time. We can create pools. We'll win. Some money. Well, you can right. thank Sag Just don't go that. to don't go to IMDb and see how many episodes they're yeah, all in. That's no. not the smartest way yeah, to I, do it. I killed myself. Thanks for the spoilers, thing. Sag. Yeah, uh, <laughs> Stephen. Any predictions, thoughts, queries? Um, I think next week it's going to get a lot more into the horror genre. Oh yeah, with like I mean I the hands wait. coming through the doorways, the and stuff girl. like that. I still think I we're going to see we're going to see Julia come face to face with one of these uh, one of these. Zizzes. What are they called? Vectors. 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 I keep forgetting the name Vector. I think that's going to happen. And I think think we're going to see Hitaki and Sergio have some interesting scenes together. Yeah. Yeah. I'm also going to call it, because someone already mentioned the little girl anyway that was in the preview. I think she is Julia. From the past, either she's going to be an illusion or some sort of like hallucination or I'm, we're right about the clone thing, and there was just another one lying around that didn't get a chance to grow into a full human. So oh, well, if you I look love at the, that. if you look on the Access Granted site, there's this extra little video that was, uh, I think, a week ago that of the little girl like wandering down the hallway. And it's all creepy, and then hands just jut out from around the corner and grab her and pull her in. Whoa, nice. it's real creepy. Uh, but 
I, I that was my instant thought as well that it was totally Julia yeah. as yeah. a young okay. girl. We'll I find think, out who Havit is too. I think. Yeah. 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 Totally. And I think I think that all those memories were implanted of Montana. I don't think she knows Montana. I'm just saying. Oh yeah. 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 But uh, I think um, Sergio is going to disappear for a little bit. I think mm-hmm. he might go away oh, yeah. for an entire episode even because he's going to get. I think the only way he like, he gets out of that situation is that evac that yeah. is coming is going to come get him. And bring those extra soldiers. Reinforcements. Yeah, with the guns. Yeah, with the guns and the white suits. Mm -hmm. Okay. Speaking of extra soldiers, you saw extra security people this episode randomly. And I was like, like, where the hell are they been? Yeah, never never seen you guys. Where were you for the huge outbreak and the guns and all this stuff? I I hope they like try to they put like Havit's head in something and it like makes the water heat up and it's not frozen and then we get like a Futurama kind of scene. (laughs) I, I kept I thought of that and I also thought of like Victor Freeze. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah! Awesome. Yes, uh, I miss the white Christmas. I miss the snow. <laughs> it's the best movie. It's a terrible movie. Are we gonna do something? Yeah, can we sing, please? Yay. Go for it. Do whatever you want. I can show you the ziz. Shining. No, wait. Yeah. Where Why are we, are we doing that song? Why because, are we doing that? because Disney's easy. Like you said, you said. I mean, I, I don't know when. I don't know how. But I know ziz is coming right now. Watch and you'll see. Ziz all over I'll be a vector. <laughs> I had Justin Timberlake in my head. It's like you're a vector. Oh, yeah, and you're gonna ziz on me. Oh, it's you want gonna him to float ziz on my you? Heart. Oh, and change my DNA rapidly. <laughs> I really don't want all that black goo up in my mouth. It's super choke. And then don't you ziz me. Oh. Don't be being back to me. Are you, are you okay, Matt? That's all I got. <laughs> that, was, that was really long. That was really, really, really right, long, and I'm sorry. Let's do some outro music, guys. All right, outro I think it's music. Time. I think that was enough. Okay. <laughs> we'll, do, we'll figure it. We'll have plan that better Coordination. Next week. All right. All right. Uh, We're going to write it next time. Liz Rishmaui, where can the people find you? Hey, everybody. You should check me out on Twitter at Lizzie Maui. That's at L-I-Z-Z-Y-M-A-W-Y. Hit me up. All right, Zach Wilson. Uh, you can find me on Twitter at that Zach Wilson, and also here on AfterBuzz on on Grim, Almost Human, and uh, Archer. Sweet. Stephen Lemieux. You can find me on Twitter at Stephen Lemieux, S-T-E-P-H-E-N-L-E-M-I-U-X. Go ahead and follow Catherine Lemieux as well oh, at yeah. Love Cat Lemieux. And, love yeah, check us out on some more shows. Definitely go on iTunes and rate and comment. We want those comments, guys. Yes. yes. Five stars. Five stars. Five stars. All right. Uh, and you can find me on Twitter at Matt Lieberman. That's M-A-T-T-L-I-E-B-E-R-M-A-N. You can also find me here all over the place on AfterBuzz TV. I uh, got Lost Girl, Almost Human, Marvel's Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. coming back tomorrow. Uh, got Banshee on Cinemax. Uh, Sherlock, we're taping the last episode this week. And uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm done. I'm done. I have less <laughs> shows than you think I have. Okay. We love you all. You guys rock. We'll see you next week. From executive producers Maria Manunos, Kevin Undergaro, Phil Svitek, and the entire AfterBuzz TV staff, we would like to thank you for listening to the AfterBuzz TV Network. To watch or listen to other after shows and post comments or questions, be sure to visit AfterBuzzTV.com. I'm Sir Richard Wentworth, and this has been a presentation of AfterBuzz TV. See you later. The views expressed herein are those of the hosts only and do not necessarily reflect the views of AfterBuzz TV or its owners or principals. 